0: You know, I've always thought that uh, Dallas-based Bricks Holdings was one of the most eclectic group of of brands I've ever seen in my life. And names you all know. I mean, uh, Red Mango, and uh, you know the the Yogurt Place, and and uh, Red Brick Pizza, and Greens, and Fridley's, and Humble Donut, Orange Leaf. Really, I mean. It's all food, and it all tastes good, but it is a, an interesting group of holdings. Sharif Matias, Matias is the president of Bricks Holdings and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us.
1: Uh, it's great to be on here with you, David. Appreciate you having so me So how did So
0: how did you guys, I, I always want to know, how did these, these brands get assembled? What's the common thread?
1: I think the, uh, the common thread is uh, great product, great brands, great people. And if you think about, you know, our orange leaf and our red mango, great frozen yogurt products, both on the kids' side for orange leaf, kind of the Willy Wonka frozen yogurt, and a little bit more adult on the red mango. Obviously, an iconic brand up in the Northeast, Friendly's Restaurants, with their ice cream and, you know, 80-year history. Uh, but we still have local favorites like Super Salad, right? Who who doesn't remember Super Salad down here in Texas? You know,
0: I took the, I mean, so Super Salad must have been around 30 years because I remember. Yeah, absolutely,
1: was... right? Great yeah. brand, great community. Embedded in you know all a bunch of local towns and, great and let's stop let's stop the there band.
0: for a bit because we, we were talking about we were talking to somebody else about this the other day but there is this sort of renaissance in salads and and all of a sudden yes. there are lots of salad places out there I don't know what the common thread are you growing that brand are you growing Super Salad
1: we are in fact uh, you know everyone thought oh my God buffet concepts coming out of the pandemic would be dead over uh, but that brand is up you know 20% this year over pre-pandemic and and continuing to grow and i think it just goes to the fact of people still like to go out and have great food great ingredients in a social environment and have that opportunity to you know and pick and choose right it's all about customization today i don't want you to just make my salad i want to make it myself I want to put yeah. what I want on it. And that buffet concept allows our guests to do that.
0: But on the flip side, you've got greens.
1: I do have greens. Which I guess so is, greens a, is more a competitor. The, the digital pick up and go, right? I, I, I'm on the move. I'm on convenience. I want a, I want a salad in a salad, you know, wrapped in a tortilla and ready to move. But again, the
0: common thread you've got a lot of frozen treats and all with different names and how you keep isn't it easier for marketing and everything else to consolidate i
1: mean it it, it, it it's i think what what we look at is especially in a restaurant portfolio group like we are is there's things that i'll say are above the skin and below the skin so above the skin are things that guests see and guests have an affinity to brands right they have affinity to my friendlies my orange leaf my super salad And to bring those together, you'd lose some of that uniqueness. You'd lose some of that brand essence that guests know and love. But behind the scenes, like can we buy the same strawberries across and create economies of scale in buying and purchasing and supply chain? Absolutely. Right? Those things behind this, under the skin that guests don't see, but allows a portfolio company to create value for their brands, to create efficiency for their brands. Right? Can we have a common hiring platform? Absolutely. Can we have a common financial platform? Absolutely. Things that the guests don't see that allow a portfolio group like us to really create value and acquire and, and then generate value for our brands.
0: Well, so do you try to cross boundaries? I mean, if I, Friendlies really is iconic. I think I know Friendlies. And also the good humor man, probably from reading Mad <laughs> Magazine when I was a kid, because there you go. the guy running Friendly's always had a scowl in the, in the, in, in the magazine. But I mean, it, could you walk that into Texas or would you just not bother trying to create brand awareness for something like
1: no, that? No, I think you absolutely can, especially for something that is known, has been known for 80 plus years. Yeah. And and if, uh, if you recall, I mean, right now we have about 130 Friendly's locations. Uh, mostly in the northeast eastern seaboard but also, also all the way all the way down to Florida oh do and you know well you've got you've
0: got it. transplants that are in Florida so we they do we the have transplants so and they just think the of all the
1: transplants here in Texas right baby yeah. I mean we've got lots of folks from around the country that know and love friendlies I get I get 10 emails a week from from people going when are you bringing friendlies down here right because they know it they came from New York they came from Virginia they came from Florida and they're like i I want my friendlies I want my fribble I want my hunk of, chunk of, <laughs> hunk of chunk of Sunday.
0: So do you have enough to say grace over right now? I mean, every time I look around, you guys have added somebody new.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're uh, we're always looking to acquire acquire great new brands, right, into the portfolio. Because, again, we we look for really iconic growth opportunity brands that are led by good people, right? We're also looking for great talent of some of these younger entrepreneurs and and business owners who have started a brand. They might only have... 10, 20 units right now, and we can help them get to 200, to 300, because, again, of our core, right, and the ability to help support those brands as they grow. And uh, But we're looking for, again, great products with great brand awareness, a unique value proposition, um, something that, you know, resonates with guests.
0: You know, I've seen several attempts, and I don't know that I can think of one that has been successful, but it should have been, of refloating old brands, Steak & Ale or bitigans or... Um, you know, I'd love to have the the Friday Fish Fry at Howard Johnson's or the Orange Marmalade that they used to sell. Is there any value in trying something like that? Have you ever worked on something like that?
1: Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, again, if the brand has good bones, right, it's kind of, to your point, they've got those unique, sign- there's something unique about it. There's something that people fondly remember from a nostalgia perspective. I mean, retro's in, as you know, David, right? True, people, true. people like to go back, right? And there's there's comfort in things that you've known especially in these difficult times, inflationary pressures, people are, you know, really concerned about where they're spending their dollar. And if you can give them something that says, oh yeah, I remember that, and they say that with fondness, and those brands bring back a memory of we'll a better time, that, that resonates and that has legs and good bones. And, and if you have the right people and the right infrastructure, you can resurrect those brands and have have them sustainable again.
0: So, so tell me about the environment right now. All we hear about is supply chain disruptions and skyrocketing cost of you know lettuce for your salads or or whatever, and and, and the challenges in, in finding people to to you know to work for a a reasonable wage.
1: Yeah, well, you you hit the you hit the two biggest ones right on the head, David. I think you know the supply chain and the inflationary pressures on raw materials. The gas, the fuel that moves those products, right? Driver shortage to move those products from manufacturer to distributor to store all play into, you know, the rising costs that we're seeing. And, you know, we're going to start seeing, I think, some alleviation of that kind of all signs point to kind of peaked out probably from an inflationary perspective. We're assuming somewhere between three to three and a quarter percent next year versus the eight to nine that we had in 2022, um, and so we, we do see a, a kind of a balancing out of that going forward. The labor is, um, is a challenge, right? Finding good people, retaining good people. Uh, it's really kind of why we spend a lot of time. It's one of our three strategic priorities is creating the right environment um, to retain and, and really develop great people, right? There's one thing about people say, well, we got to find good people. Yes, you have to find good people. We think the bigger issue is actually keeping them and developing them, right? Yeah. If we get a store manager, the amount of time we get to train that store manager, make sure they're fully functioning, only then to lose them is a disaster, right? So a lot of things we've put in place is really to help address that. And then the second thing I'll tell you is we're also focused on automation.
0: Yeah, I- engineering out that, that hands-on requirement. That's that's right, especially that's, for it's low not inexpensive, but, but I guess in the long run it pays.
1: It, it, it absolutely pays. So we're looking at automation in a big way. In fact, we're going to have a, an interesting uh, new concept. We're going to launch next year uh, a new pizza concept where a robot will be making your pizza.
0: <laughs> That's fabulous. And then I mean, if if you can teach the robot to get on the treadmill and work it off, I would <laughs> <laughs> But but do I mean do you have to? Are you finding do you have to go in and reconfigure? I mean, can you? Can you do automation in existing spaces or is this something that's best accomplished as you you go into new locations to build it accordingly
1: no you can you can actually absolutely build it in uh, I think automation is uh, to me is is like the early days of big screen TVs right big screen TVs when they first came out were way too expensive right. only the elite could buy them right. right and you had to have a big enough space and you had to have all the electrical behind it and everything. We're getting to a point now where, you know, big screen TVs are 200 bucks at your local Best Buy. Right. Same thing with restaurant automation. It's becoming cheaper. It's becoming more modular, right? So you can fit it into existing kitchens. You can fit it in with your existing equipment and automate. And I think you're going to start seeing a watershed moment across the restaurant industry where, again, because of labor pressures, because of built-in capital costs in existing restaurants, this plug-and-play automation Systems and solutions are going to really take off. Now, that's think, the
0: business you need to get into.
1: That's that's well, that's I'm starting with automated pizza. So we'll, <laughs> if, I, if I can get someone to if I can get someone to put uh, toppings on a frozen yogurt cup, that'll that'll be next.
0: So can you I mean, we, we talk about these increased costs of labor and, and, and the cost of, of all the raw goods and everything else. Can
1: you pass that along or do you have to eat it? Uh, it it's uh, it's a it's a balancing act. Right. It's you can. There's a tipping point, and especially when we want to be sensitive to our guests. Right. They're all they're all going through difficult times. And so we have to pass some of it along, unfortunately. Right. Restaurants is a low sure, margin yeah. business historically, um, but we don't pass it all along. And I think we're trying to retain our guests, retain our traffic and ensure that they understand we're there for them. And, and also adding additional value opportunities for them as well.
0: Sharif met Yes is the president of Bricks Holdings. And the next time we talk to him, He's gonna have a robot sitting next to him making us a pizza. Absolutely. I think it's a cool idea. Thanks a lot for the time. It's fascinating. We appreciate it. Thank you, it. David, for having me on. Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to KRLD.com. slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio ten eighty KRLD.